It is Victory Tuesday. Welcome to the oh, hey there. podcast episode 18. Monday Night Football was last night. And if you thought the Niners had no chance, I guess you're wrong. Uh, Niners pull off the upset and absolutely dominate the Rams 31-10 to on Monday Night Football in prime time. Primetime Jimmy, primetime Kyle Shanahan, primetime Jimmy Ward. Leo, what's up? <laughs> Jimmy Ward, yeah. We we talked about missing a player like Jimmy Ward the week before in Arizona or against Arizona. And now now next thing you know, two first quarter interceptions, one of them being a pick six. Hey, I did have the Niners winning yesterday. I, I sent out a tweet at 329 Pacific time saying the 49ers were going to win. I had a score a whole lot closer, being just a field goal difference, but the result was still the same. I don't know. I just got one of those feelings to where (laughs) Robert Woods was going to be missed a little more than what people would have assumed. Because it's not like you plug and play Odell into Robert Woods' spot. Robert Woods is is a dog in his route trees, being a, a lead blocker in the run game. Um, and with Odell having just two days to learn Sean McVay's offense, it's it was very unlikely to me. There's going to be situations where he's going to get his own individual routes on a certain play. Um, but it was pretty evident yesterday that maybe if it wasn't even Robert Woods being the difference and just missing him within the offense. Uh, but it was it was just something going on, and I'm all here for it. Same old sorry-ass Rams, huh? <laughs> Same old sorry ass Rams. The 49ers do come out victorious, move to four and five, and then increase their playoff chances according to football outsiders up to fifty percent. So they got a shot. Um and I'm not gonna mention playoffs except for just that statement there, because you gotta get to five and five first. I'm not doing anything until they get to five hundred, and then we can talk about the P word. Um <laughs> 49ers come out and they show us this is why we've been so frustrated, right, Leo? Because what happened last night is what we had hoped for, had expected out of this team since week one, right? Week two, week three, of course, against the Packers, uh, week four against Seattle. Like You expect the teams to come out and do what they did. The 49ers won this game because of the turnover differential. They won that. They controlled the clock. They won that. Um, and they played 49er f- football. The Niners come out. They don't get the ball to start the game, and four plays into the game is an interception. Jimmy Ward gets his first interception since the Bears game in 2016 where he picked six. Jay Cutler, if anyone remembers that, that was in Chicago. He yelled out, screen, screen, screen. Navarre Bowen kind of called it out, and here comes Jimmy Ward for the pick six. I vividly remember that game because my brother's a Bears fan, and I laughed in his face when we did that. Um, the Niners come back out, and they get the ball after the interception, go 18 plays, for 88 yards of a total of 11 minutes and three seconds, basically eating the entire first quarter uh, of this game and just assaulted the Rams, basically. They they definitely did. Uh, as you said, that first drive being the 11 minutes of the game clock, um, it, it's just completely insane. And then following up with that, Second drive being eight minutes of the game clock, if you just round that up eight seconds. 
um, completely insane. They only realistically had two offensive drives in the first half, yet those two offensive drives produced 30, 31 offensive plays in total. Um, it, it's just, you love to see it. This is the kind of 49ers football we expected to see this season. Uh, just dominate the guy in front of you. Something I love that Kyle Shanahan did on the first two plays, and I don't think it gets much light, is that he ran outside of Jalen Moore the very first two plays. So what that does is for his rookie, hey, we believe in you. Go out there. We're going to run right behind you to start this game. We believe in you. You're our guy. You're here for a reason. You deserve this shot. What that does is, it creates momentum, it creates energy, and it creates confidence within a backup right tackle, essentially, in that rookie, Jalen Moore. And everything just went from there for the 49ers offense. Those first two plays, it was an 11-yard rush, or excuse me, four yards with Elijah Mitchell followed up with seven yards by Debo Samuel picking up the first down. So... You just love to see those things from Kyle Shanahan. It's it's what we've talked about on this show quite a bit. You could be X's and O's and a genius in that, but can you be a genius in managing people? And to me, that was a genius showing in learning how to manage people and creating confidence for a guy like Jalen Moore. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. You know, Jen, although Jalen Moore only played five snaps, it was nice to see them go to his side. Uh, he didn't return in the game. We will find out more about the, the severity of his knee inch issue. Um, but he was riding the bike after halftime. So who knows what the issue is with the knee. Um, they didn't sound too concerned with it after the game. Uh, Tom Compton filled in, and he wasn't terrible. Let's just put it that way for his standards. Uh, one thing I noticed in this game um, Come on. was the amount of <laughs> – was the amount of – run plays on first down. The only time the 49ers called a pass play on first down was when they were at, when they were at first and 15 after a false start. The other 17, they called run plays. So Kyle just, he had a plan and he stuck to it. The plan was, according to several people, um, was to run 40 times. 40 times in this game. They got 44. Mm-hmm. That was the goal. That was the, the recipe for success. And I think... I think you go back to the 2019 season, Kyle Shanahan was very much all about rushing the ball 30 times a game. For him to get to 40, 40 plus, that's a big deal. Now, would I have ran Elijah Mitchell 27 times? I don't know, probably not with a rib injury that he has. He's probably going to be sore tomorrow. He took a lot of hits, but it worked. And you can't, I, I guess I can't sit, sit here and complain about what worked. I would have liked to have seen Jeff Wilson and maybe Sermon get some more run there just to ease the load a little bit with Mitchell. But Mitchell was feeling it. He had some really good runs, and of course, adding Debo Samuel into the mix as a as a running back was outstanding design. Kyle was definitely in his bag when it comes to the play calling, not only the sequencing, but the design of the plays, especially some of these Debo designed runs. Um, and of course, just these quick hitters for Jimmy Garoppolo in the pass game. Make it easy for him. One or two reads, get the ball out quickly. You know your offensive line is banged up. Aaron Donald, Ron Miller, Leonard Floyd, essentially neutralized by that quick passing game. And then, of course, the way they designed the run game. Um, masterful performance by Kyle Shanahan. Last week, we were hard on him. This week, we'll give him his praise. This is how this works. When you do better, you get better. You get better uh, fan response. And after last night, 
the hope should be that Kyle Shanahan can maintain this level of success and play calling. Um, and then, of course, his team hopefully comes out and executes accordingly each week. You cannot have a letdown after this game. Uh, the Niners do travel to Jacksonville next week to play the Jags, so you cannot, cannot have a letdown next week in Jacksonville for a 10 a.m. start. You absolutely can't, and I think that Arizona game is an example to use this week, saying, hey, everyone thought we had this in the bag. Vegas thought we had this in the bag. Our home fans thought we had this in the bag. Colt McCoy starting, and we got essentially blown out in that game, lost by more than a a score. They lost by two scores that game, and realistically, it was like three scores all game long. Um, So I think that can create the mindset to not take the Jaguars lightly. When it comes to the running game, Elijah Mitchell getting 27 carries, it warms my heart. I've been saying for a a few weeks now here on this show is that get Elijah Mitchell 20 carries, get him 20 carries, get him 20 carries. And Kyle Kyle finally listened to my request, got him the 20 carries. Maybe I would have kept him around the 23 mark, um, and those last four would have been to a Trey Sermon just because it was garbage time anyways when he was running the ball late in the fourth quarter there. Uh, But I'm just excited seeing him getting over the 20 mark. And where it does get me excited is something I hear with Elijah Mitchell is his ribs, his ribs, his ribs. Well, I don't think Kyle would have ran him 27 times if his ribs were anywhere between being 50 to 80% healthy. To me, that signals that this kid's ready to go. He's ready for the workload and he's healthy. And that makes me excited because if they're going on this push, they need Elijah Mitchell. He's like what Raheem Mostert was to this offense. They don't have out with Raheem Mostert on the shelf. They don't have another Elijah Mitchell on this depth chart in that running back room. So he's huge uh, piece to this offense. Debo Samuel, what can be said about him that we haven't already covered this season that he he makes this scary Rams offense that we were told because they have Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald made them look like little boys, the defensive unit of the Los Angeles Rams. He caught five passes, he rushed five times, and he scored a touchdown running and receiving. Uh, I'm going to have to get myself one of those Debo touchdown chains. I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. So uh, I'm all about those swag chains when you score a touchdown or, or a turnover chain for them. Um, but with Debo's chain, based on my budget, I was looking it over, talked to my you know financial advisor. It's probably going to have to be gold-plated with cubic zirconium. Yeah, that, that's who it is. I just try to sound a little more professional, the wife, um, with uh, cubic zirconium. So, you know, I can't do the diamonds. Don't, don't diamond test me on a chain like that. Come on, man. Um, but you just love to see it. How this team responded. The Rams, remember, the Rams wanted this game. They, they wanted this it. game really bad. They had all the hype, had all the energy, just lost on national television. Kind of ugly to the Tennessee Titans that did not have a Derrick Henry at home as well, just like the Niners lost at home the week prior. And the 49ers just dominated from first snap to the end of the game to the final whistle. This is what I need from this team. Now my daughter could go to school this week and have a good week knowing that they beat the LA Rams. Um, 
because hey, what the what the Niners what the Niners do affects all the 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 um, recess talk out there. So uh, it makes me excited. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk playoffs. I'm not gonna do it. Get to 500. Beat Jacksonville like you beat the Rams, and you should not have an issue. Yeah, beat Jacksonville like we beat the Rams. Um, actually beat them worse than you beat the Rams because they are, you, you should not play down to your competition. Stay high, play high, and continue this this trend because then you got Minnesota coming into Santa Clara. Minnesota's not a bad team. Minnesota's kind of in limbo like the Niners are this season. They're kind of in the playoffs, kind of not in the playoffs. Have quarterback questions, have some injury concerns, um, but have a decent run game and two wide receivers that can catch a whole bunch of passes. So they're doing their damn thing. To stick with Debo, Debo has 979 yards on the season receiving. If you took Debo Samuel in your fantasy league, um, shout out to you. Last night, 133 total yards, two touchdowns, and a PPR score of 30.3. That would have won a lot of people some fantasy uh, matchups with his performance last night. Debo is absolutely on a tear. He has gone absolutely nuts this season. Uh, The man's going to get paid. Hopefully the Niners figure it out to keep him long-term. And, you know, keep uh, some continuity in the wide receiver room. Now, Debo's 21 yards shy of 1,000 yards uh, with eight games remaining. He's going to be the first guy since Anquan Bolden to crack the 1,000 yards as a wide receiver. It's been a long time since I've had a wide receiver crack 1,000 yards. That is, that is something that has been plaguing the 49ers when it comes to the wide receiver room since Terrell Owens. Um, the Niners have consistently missed on wide receivers, and hopefully they landed the right one with Debo Samuel. So far, so good. Um, now, the biggest thing here, Debo Samuel has 979 yards receiving. Cooper Cup has 1,141, but he has 31 less receptions. Debo Samuel does. So Debo's getting it done. He's a little, a little bit more efficient in the past game. Um, Debo's averaging 18.1 yards per catch. Explosive play after explosive play. Um, he had the big 40-yard touchdown basically to seal the game for the 49ers. And then he had another third-down reception that was a big boy reception. He didn't get very many yards on it, but it was a, a ball that was behind him that he needed to make a reception on and got it done. The Niners came out yesterday. They did the things. They did what they needed to do, and they didn't do the things that we were complaining about. They didn't turn the ball over. They didn't drop passes. You didn't have a whole bunch of dumb penalties except for late on K1, which neither one was a pass interference in my opinion. Um, you turn the ball over. Where you get the takeaways with Jimmy Ward, you play sound run defense. You gave up a little bit in the air, but you can live with that because this, the Rams are going to have to pass because they were down so big early. Overall, 49ers walked out of this game with an improved DVOA as well. So if you pay attention to that, Football Outsiders has them total DVOA, total DVOA seventh. They are third on offense and 13th on defense as units. So the Niners are trending in the right direction. They've been a top 10 DVOA team all season, but the turnovers and penalties is what killed them. Last night was what the Niners could be and what they should have been all season. A lot there, Leo. What is, what's next for this team? I think you have to continue that identity if you're the 49ers. Uh, that's something we've questioned. What's the identity of this team? What are they? And they're a run-first team that can beat you in the middle of the field through the air with, I want to give Jimmy Garoppolo some flowers. I've seen the past charts all over Twitter. I've seen them. Let's, let's call it what it is. 
what those past charts don't show you is the the window of those passes. The windows that he completed were insanely tight. Um, not not many quarterbacks make those throws. Just one tick behind the receiver, incompletion. One tick too high, incompletion. That's how tight those windows were. Even if it was one tick behind the receiver, that might have been an interception, uh, like the one to to Debo Samuel where he housed. That was a perfect dart by Jimmy Garoppolo. And we could talk pass chart, pass chart, pass chart, but if he's hitting those tight window throws at a high volume, then stack the box and let Jimmy Garoppolo throw, obviously off the run first. Uh, but he had a good game. I don't care what the pass charts say. He he had a high completion. He he had high completion versus tight windows, and he put the ball where his guys could do work. Now, can we nitpick and, and look at certain plays to try and say, hey, let's get that one back? Absolutely. You could do that with any quarterback, any start in the NFL. But Jimmy Garoppolo, when it seems like his time is fading, as the starting quarterback, he looks like he's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, when I say stronger and stronger, he's not going outside of his abilities. He's not becoming a, a Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. He's not getting stronger to their, to their abilities. No, he's improving his own craft, his own abilities, and he's looking good. So as long as they can continue this ground game success uh with elijah mitchell maybe you throw in some jeff wilson who man i was getting matt Breida vibes out there seeing a running back wearing number 22 uh, instead of his old 30 from the previous few years jeff wilson that is um there there's there's a little bit of a run that the 49ers could go on and we talked about this this uh this team going three and one in the month of november well, right now they're at one and one with the Jags and Vikings coming up. Uh, and I think we kind of had these games flipped. Okay, if Kyler didn't play, they were going to beat Arizona and then probably lose to the Rams. It's unfortunate they didn't take both of them. But as of now, this is what they were expected to be, given uh, not hindsight 2020, given what we're looking at before the games happen. We were probably thinking four and five at this point when you have the Cardinals and Rams on the schedule. So now you wrap these two games up. I'm going to say it. The 49ers are going to finish above 500 this month. They're going to win out the month of November. They're going to win out. And I think that's what's next for the 49ers. Uh, but it, it's got to start on the ground game first and, and let the ground game build your pass game. Because like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo to his abilities, he's looking sharp. Don't get don't get happy with the pass. Give Elijah Mitchell his twenty carries. What happens? They win the game. Um, so let's continue it. Let's keep it going. Debo Samuel's looking like a stud. It kind of did hurt my fantasy team at the end because I lost by seven points and I had Kittle and and Ayuk playing. I wasn't playing against Debo, but I had Kittle and Ayuk playing. I thought for sure I was going to win that week, but it seemed like every pass from there just went to Debo Samuel. And hey, when when Debo Samuel does what he does, I could care less about fantasy at that point. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, man, the Niners have showed us who they are most of the season. I'm I'm going to take this week by week. 
I, I'm not going to say they're going to go three and one. Um, because knowing them, knowing them, they're going to do something man, stupid. Get on the train. Get on the train. Get on the train. Niners are going three and one in the month of November. They will not hurt me. And they're going three and one in the month of November. I'm saying it. Six and five. Six and five. That's fine. Six That's fine. Get to six and five. Month. Get to six and five, and then you got Russell Wilson. So it's uh, I'm not letting the Niners hurt if me they anymore get to right six now. And five, if they get to six and five, you could give me an extra 500 square feet from your house and just transfer it over to mine. Since, since your it. house is so big, <laughs> I will allegedly. Oh my goodness! The other, can we talk about how good Aziz Alshahir was last night? Aziz is playing outstanding football. He struggled against the Cardinals, so let's talk he about did. it. But last night he looked like the guy we thought he would look like. The Cardinals, I think everyone on defense struggled, and even our best player Fred Warner looked like crap. But what Aziz was doing last night was something where you can just keep building off that for a young player like him who was undrafted, who's been on this team for a few years and is now getting an opportunity. He had a guy so hard, his face mask bent. I don't know if anyone noticed that early on in the game, he was shooting his gaps, firing it off yeah. and, and yeah. just getting to the ball carrier. Uh, he made some really, really, really high level plays last night. This is, you know, while Drake Greenlaw is on the mend, Aziz has filled in very, very nicely. And I'm, I kind of don't want him off the field. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to ruin whatever chemistry is there that's building with Fred Warner if Greenlaw comes back in time or if he comes back this season. Well, it looked like Greenlaw and Fred Warner didn't have the greatest of chemistry week one either because Fred Warner kept getting on Greenlaw about shooting the wrong gaps and basically uh, leaving Fred Warner out in the dry to get blocked. Um, so... Greenlaw was having quite a bit of misassignments week one. And now that Aziz had all these weeks together with Fred, you kind of like it. Kind of like what we're seeing from Aziz going sideline to sideline. And Drake Greenlaw did start with the 49ers in his tenure as being the Sam linebacker, essentially coming off the field on third downs or just passing situations for K1. I think he could go back into that role. And you keep Aziz being this sideline to sideline like linebacker that he is. Because while Fred may not be having his all pro season, having someone play at a higher level than what Dre Greenlaw was, that's only going to enhance your defense. So if you take a slight step back for a slight step forward, it all balances out. It all balances out. And I like what I'm seeing from Aziz. This is a big growing period for me because it was his worst game against the Arizona Cardinals, I would say. Shooting in wrong gaps, just some mental woes. Wasn't necessarily anything to do with this physical play, like mistackling or anything. It was just more so the mental woes against the Cardinals. And then he follows it up against an offense like the Los Angeles Rams and has a hell of a game. That's what I like to see from Aziz. And who is are we having an inside linebacker controversy this deep into the season? We might. I don't know. Maybe we are. Maybe there is a linebacker controversy. But either way, the 49ers have a good problem on their hands with Greenlaw and Aziz and Fred. Um, so we'll see how this all plays out. Hopefully, hopefully they just all remain healthy. 
Um, the person who made the most impact on this game, Jimmy Ward. Let's talk about Jimmy Ward. It's been a long time coming for Jimmy Ward. He had a career night, two interceptions uh, uh, against Matthew Stafford. One was basically a, a punt, but either way, it still counts as an interception and the turnover. The Niners need those desperately. And then the pick six. Jimmy Ward was everywhere last night. He is probably the third best player on the 49ers defense, probably the fifth best player on the 49ers team. He is a severely underrated free safety around the National Football League. And last night on a national stage, hopefully he's going to get his flowers and recognition. Uh, Jimmy Ward talked a lot of crap in the offseason. I wouldn't I don't say I wouldn't say crap. He backed it up. He you know, he talked about there's no tight end in the league that can get 100 yards on him. And so far, that's been the case. So far, he has been pretty much locked down in coverage. So far, he has been a guy who is the term under Robert Sala, the eraser. He got rid of a whole bunch of stuff for the 49ers on defense. And he's been doing it consistently as long as he's remained healthy. Since 2018, 2019, he's been one of the better safeties in football. And no one gives him the recognition because he doesn't have the turnover numbers. Last night was a perfect example of his value. And the game against Arizona was also another example of his value. He is severely, severely underrated. And he deserves more recognition around the league. Hopefully, this season's performance garners him a Pro Bowl opportunity or a Pro Bowl appearance uh, You know, for his what? He's in his year nine now at this point. He's going to be a 10-year niner. This is a guy that you want around their team. We talked about holdovers from the Harbaugh era. Jimmy Ward is one of them. He's been here the entire time. He's seen all the good and all the bad. This man is un- severely underrated and underappreciated by the 49ers fan base. What about his leadership? Talanoa Hufunga is basically his Robin as a as a safety. He looked off against the Cardinals. He looked lost multiple times. Now you bring Jimmy Ward back on the field, and guess what? Hufanga gets targeted one time and gives up zero receptions. The week before, when Jimmy Ward wasn't on the field, Hufanga was targeted three times, gave up three receptions for 56 yards. That's a passer rating of 118.8. And now Jimmy Ward's back on the field, doesn't allow a catch, actually gets the PBU on the one time he was targeted, was in position a lot more often this time, then the Cardinals game. How about the leadership of having Jimmy Ward out there? It's eerily similar to having another coach on the field communicating with Hufanga where to be, what to look out for in certain scenarios in terms of what route to expect. No shade against Tavon Wilson, but he's not Jimmy Ward. Last week against the Cardinals, Wilson gave up a reception on both times he was targeted for 42 yards. That's nearly 100 yards given up by your two safeties with Wilson and Hufunga last week. Insert Jimmy Ward. The safeties gave up zero receptions this week. Targeted four times. Two interceptions. That's the difference you get with Jimmy Ward. It's not just his individual play. It's what he does for the other guys on the field. And then the spark he provides with those interceptions. Jimmy Ward's passer rating when targeted 
is 29.4. Tavon Wilson is over 100 when targeted. So Jimmy Jimmy Ward is severely missed. This guy doesn't miss very many tackles when he's out there. He has a 2.7 missed tackle percentage. Now, that's only on 30 tackles, so it's not like he's, you know, at a Fred Warner and inside linebacker type of count. But he very rarely misses tackles. He only has one missed tackle all season. And that was week one. He hasn't missed a tackle since week one. So with Jimmy Ward, he has yet to get his flowers in the league. No Pro Bowl nods. No all pros. But this guy deserves it, man. This guy deserves it. There's no one other deserving on the 49ers than Jimmy Ward. Fred Warner got his. Nick Bosa got his. I guess the last two guys would be an Eric Armstead or a Jimmy Ward. To me, it's Jimmy Ward. Yeah. He makes Jimmy the Ward. bigger impact when not on the field. When he's not on the field, he makes the biggest impact over an Eric Armstead. I like Eric Armstead. You know, I'm not bullish on him like other people may be. But he he is not he is not Jimmy Ward. He he's Jimmy Ward's a captain on this team for a reason. I'm just excited. I'm 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 excited. This team's got me reeled back in, man. They 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 put put the hook on me and they're reeling me in, man. I like what I'm seeing from these guys. Like I said, you had you have Fred Warner who's, you know, doesn't look like the same all-pro player. But you have guys like Jimmy Ward that's looking better than last season. You have Aziz Alshair that's playing better than what Drake Greenlaw played last season. You have Nick Bosa this year, which you didn't have him at all last year. You had Kerry Hyder. It was Kerry Hyder. This, this team's got me on the hook. They got me on the hook, and I'm excited for it. I'm all here for it. Listen, I never left, right? Like I'm I'm still up cheering for this team regardless. But man, can they will not let me down. They got to win the next two. You win the next two, you win the next two, we're all in headed to Seattle. Like we're we're charging forward because you'd have to win the next two. Now the NFC is still pretty much wide open. No one's kind of set themselves apart. Arizona's dealing with injuries to Kyler Murray. Matthew Stafford and the, and the Rams just got boat raced by the 49ers. Um, the Cowboys lost a really weird game to the, the Broncos, but then come back and beat the brakes off the Falcons. The Eagles, who are they right now? They just beat the brakes off the Broncos themselves. There's a lot of questions across the, across the NFL, and uh, the Niners still have, have a shot at the seventh seed, maybe even a higher seed because there's, there's still plenty of football to play. Um, the Kyler Murray injury seems to be significant, seeing as they just they just uh, signed another quarterback. So who knows what's going on there in Arizona? But I want to hit something real quick before we get out of here. Uh, Takeo Spikes was on post game last night. Just want this out here for the the fan base to listen to. If you missed it, NBC Sports Bay Area does the post game show with Joe Staley, Dante Whitner, and Laura Britt. They do a great great job. But Takeo Spike had some words of advice. I think what's important for this 49ers team is to understand you don't have time to overlook anybody, number one. Number two, you still have issues. And once you put together a complete game like we saw tonight on Monday Night Football, now the challenge is how can we do it 
two times in a row, three times in a row, because we all know the great teams or even good teams, they develop a form of habit that's called consistency. Consistency is key. Consistency from here on out from the 49ers. Consistency in the run blocking game, consistency in pass blocking, consistency in the run game, consistency on the defense, consistency from your quarterback, right? We've been critical and tough on Jimmy Garoppolo all season. Last night, he played very well. Last night, he had a really good third down conversion rate. Last night, he made some big time throws that needed to be made. That's the level of consistency the Niners need to continue going forward. You have to have some semblance of consistency because thus far this season, they have not. And what we saw last night, or Monday Night Football, was a team that we all expected to see from week one. And we haven't seen it. This is the first time all season the Niners put together a complete, consistent four quarters of football. They need to put it together for the next two weeks. Actually, the rest of the season, but the next two weeks most importantly because then you put yourself right back into the playoff discussion. Absolutely. Consistency with that. Jimmy Ward stated it uh, after the game is something he noticed was they got those two turnovers early and then the offense didn't give up anything. So you're keeping the, like Fred Warner said, you, you're keeping the defense on the sideline sipping Gatorade. And how you do that is by running the ball and running the ball with the purpose. Not just running to run. Not not saying we're trying to hit our quota, if you will. No, running the ball with the purpose, keeping that clock going. Jimmy Garoppolo playing with his high completion percentage because obviously that keeps the clock going as well once you cl- complete those passes. And this defense, they're missing guys. They're missing guys. So if you could keep the time of possession in the 49ers' favor keep that as a consistent thing. Now, I don't expect it to be severe like it was yesterday against the Rams, but if you could give yourself the slightest edge in time of possession, that's where you could start seeing this thing mesh together. Even if it's just a, a two minutes in, in your favor, because the previous weeks, it ha- the time of possession has not been in the 49ers' favor, and we've seen them struggle. We've seen the defense mainly struggle when they've been exposed on the field so much. Like, eventually the Seahawks offense figured it out with Russell Wilson. Eventually the Cardinals offense figured it out with Kyler Murray. So, while the three and outs are great, you're keeping them on the sideline, keeping the other team's offense on the sideline, maybe make them overthink certain situations, and you keep your offense on the field. That is where I think the 49ers got to be the most consistent. Even if they do turn over the ball here and there, it's I don't expect perfect football, zero turnovers, and to have a plus two margin the rest of the season. No, I don't expect that. I don't expect them to be consistent with that either. But if you could be consistent in the time of possession, I think that'll go a long way for this team. Yeah, they have to, they got to just remain consistent all the way through. So, Niners got the next two, Jacksonville, we talked about it. They travel Jacksonville, they have a 10 a.m. start. This is where you cannot have a letdown game. This is similar to the Chicago game. You win in Chicago, you come back home for a banged up Arizona team, and you got a letdown. The Jags are not good at football. They're not good at all. They beat the Bills, okay, but they're not a good football team. Trevor Lawrence is struggling, defense is okay. 
Urban Meyer probably won't make it past this season. You need to go out there and establish, you know, enforce your will, you know, pound them, run the ball, continue to run the ball. And this whole Jimmy Garoppolo out of shotgun thing, continue that. Just continue doing it. Jimmy Garoppolo's last 93 pass attempts, 89 of them have been out of the shotgun. So let's stick with that, Kyle. Figure out, keep going with that. And that's working. It looks like it's working. A lot to look forward to this week with Niners Nation. A lot of good content coming out. Make sure you check out all the pod content at NinersNation.com. And uh, as always, I'm Javi. That is Leo. 49ers are traveling to Jacksonville on Sunday. Um, until then, make sure you follow us on Twitter at JavierVague underscore. Follow my guy Leo here at LeoLuna93. But until then, everyone be safe. Enjoy the rest of the week. Go Niners. Peace.